You're listening to the Ninja Starship with Jimmy McKnight. That was a new intro. <laughs> That's like super fast. Oh, surprise. You have a new intro. Yeah, I have a new intro. All right, cool. All right, everybody. Welcome to episode 49 of the Ninja Starship. We are broadcasting live from Podcast Detroit Studios in Royal Oak, Michigan. It is good to be back in studio. I missed my team, Jess. You were very, very missed last week. I was so missed. Well, you, so were you guys. I mean, I was in Vegas. I was in my hotel room. I was by myself. I didn't have any resources. God, that's I had to depend on me, you know? It was horrible. I'm such a bad podcaster by myself. I just found that out, apparently, you know? Will, it's good to see you again. Welcome back to the Starship Studios. I missed you. It wasn't the same. My Sundays are so lonely without you. I know. I'm sorry, man. We'll make up for it today, though, promise. But before we do, let's talk about our sponsors. This episode is sponsored by SourcePoint Press. SourcePoint Press publishes books, comic books, graphic novels, working with both industry legends and new talents on the rise. They strive to bring you the best storytelling in horror, sci-fi, pulp, true crime, the occult, and supernatural. Please check out what they have available over at their wet... I'll just keep doing it that way. Check out what they have available over their web store, SourcePointPress.com. I highly recommend picking up Nora the Rock. Speaking of The Rot, The Rot 2 is on its way. will be coming very soon. Also, check out Monstrous. And the best part is receive 20% off with offer code NINJASTARPOD. That's right. If you go to SourcePointPress.com, anything that you order is 20% off with offer code NINJASTARPOD. Also, this episode is sponsored by TMNT Box. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Box. You're going to receive two to four items sent to your house in a monthly subscription box. All officially licensed TMNT gear for just $10 a month. Plus, for all of the listeners, you are going to get it even cheaper than that because if you use the offer code NINJASTARPOD, you will receive 10% off. So TMNTBox.com, use offer code NINJASTARPOD and get it for less than 10 bucks when you first sign up. And we have one more sponsor. You ready for this? This is a big one, Will. Monroe Comic and Card Show. Monroe Comic Con and Card Show. Happening Saturday, October 1st, 2016. The Monroe Comic Con will be held at the Total Sports Monroe Complex in Monroe, Michigan. We are now a proud sponsor of this wonderful event. In this event, dude, we have... This is kind of like Power Ranger Happy, which is pretty sweet. We have... Hillary Shepard and Nakia Baris from Power Rangers Turbo. Michael Foster. Also, we have Justin uh, Kruksulane from The Walking Dead. Stephen Vinning from The Walking Dead. Katie Lumpkin from The Walking Dead. Mr. J.R. Adams, Alloy Ash, and Rob Miller are all going to be in attendance of this wonderful con. I can't wait to go. That's all for the announcements. Let's start the show. 12, 11, 10, 9... Ignition sequence start. Six, five, four, three, two, one. Ninja Star! What's up, Ranger fans? This is Steve Cardenas, a.k.a. Rocky the Red Power Ranger. Hey, this is Eugene Clark from George Romero's Land of the Dead. Hey, this is Jason Font from Power Rangers Time Force. Hi, this is Mike Zapsick from AMC's Comic Book Men. And this is Ming Chen, also from AMC's Comic Book Men. You are listening... And you're listening to... The Ninja Starship Podcast with Jimmy McKnight. A favorite podcast. It has begun! Oh, yeah! 
I am awesome. You take the red pill. You stay in Wonderland. And I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. Hey, man, I was on a UFO. I really was, man. Hey, your cousin and I, man, he had a bag full of dope, man. We met all these chicks, went to a massage park, and we went on a spaceship. We're in a weed field, man. We got sucked up there on a spaceship, man. It's so full of blood and tits. Like, what more could you want from a low-budget horror movie? It rules. Well, it eliminates all the other things you don't like, like story. <laughs> so... To break it to you, losers, but Han Solo's a bitch. Better alive, you are coming with me. Yeah, I mean, they call me the genetic jackpot for a reason. Right. Not just because of the athleticism, the big muscles, the cool hair, the good looks. <laughs> I'm also a really, really smart guy. So, you know, always have a plan. The total package right here. It's your boy Kel Mitchell, and you're listening to the Ninja Starship with Jimmy McKnight. Come on, get on the Starship. It's going down. Yo, McKnight, let's get it. Yeah! No, seriously, I, I do not have a 10-inch penis. No, I do not. Seriously. You were discussing Hulk Hogan's penis. All right. I am the cream, yeah. The cream of the crop! Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Can you dig it? What's up, ladies and gentlemen? We are here. We are live broadcasting from the wonderful podcast Detroit Studios in Royal Oak, Michigan. It is 5.07 on June 26, 2016. Before we get started on anything even, guys, uh, I want to talk about this bullshit right here. All I want to know is who in their right mind, working for such a beautiful franchise... Decided to screw it up with this shit. The Ghostbusters theme song by Fallout Boy and Missy Elliott. This is the theme song? Dude, the I song. know! Wait, fast forward to the chorus. Here we go. This is all you need right here. Who are you gonna call? Yeah. Fuck you, Fallout Boy. Okay? <laughs> Fuck you very much for destroying one of the greatest songs of all time. That's all I'm saying. This is such <sighs> just. Enough is enough, all right? Enough is enough. I've already, uh, I, un, I understand this isn't for us. This isn't for the older generation of Ghostbusters fans. We're not supposed to, you know, love this movie like we love the other one. But I'm calling bullshit on that, for one, because A, it's Ghostbusters. We loved it long before these little fucks that are going to enjoy it now, for one. For number two, you replace it all with women. Okay, that's great. I'm all in for that. I have no problem with that. But even my little sister said the other day, why is it all girls? I'm not even. Why is it all it. girls? It's weird. It's it looks horrible. It's not Ghostbusters. Dude, the okay, listen, all the trailers, like the shitty references, the bad one liners, the Melissa McCarthy, the all of that involved in this. It I I'm 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 I over it. And it. then it you just stupid. shit on me even more with this song. <laughs> no. I, I don't I don't want nothing I, I to do with this movie. I don't like the song, but I'm hyped for the movie. You know what, Will? I, Get out of my Get out of here. I, I, Does it even come I out have, yet? I don't no, want to no, see no, it. No, it hasn't come out July yet. July 15th. Yeah. Oh. I have... Um, yeah, I'm not going to go see that. I have enough faith because I've enjoyed the other movies that Paul Feige's made with... Um, 
with Melissa McCarthy. Yeah. I enjoy the cast enough that I do think, though, they could do much worse. They could have made the movie set in the year 2050 and be about a team of international Ghostbusters that go from city to city helping local teams. Where'd you read about that? They're making that into a cartoon. What? Is that what the Ghostbusters cartoon is? That's what the is? Ghostbusters cartoon is going to be. Dude, it's- hold on. Wait. <laughs> We're getting into news. It's time for news. <laughs> news. All right, in the fucking news, Will, keep going. Yeah, so so <laughs> they have announced that they're that the next Ghostbuster project is going to be a Ghostbusters cartoon. It is supposed to take place in the same universe as a new movie, but 50 but in the year 2050. Yeah, but aren't there are there really they must not be doing a good job of of catching all the ghosts. So it's it's going to be a whole it's going to be a whole new team. Of the now the Ghostbusters like a warlike organization, and this team supposedly is going to travel to other cities and help the local teams fight ghosts. Lo- local other Ghostbuster teams, so yeah. it's like a Ghostbusting little league now. Yeah, I mean, well, in, in the IDW comics, they kind of did that. In the comics, they, they kind of established that, like, you know, there was the main Ghostbusters team in New York. Yeah, but they kind of franchised it out, which is one of the mov- they, things they talked about in the original movie was like, you know, the franchising rights alone will make us rich. You know, so they eventually do Beyond have our other... wildest dreams. Yeah, like, I mean, at, at one point, and I know in the comics, Chicago becomes a really big city for a Ghostbuster team. Oh, okay. You know, so it, it does, the Ghostbusters do expand, and so the next thing is, because there's, the, there's now a production team whose sole goal, since this new movie, is to create more Ghostbusters stuff. And so the next project is going to be this Ghostbusters cartoon. I just really, really hope it's good, man. You know, I it, it just there's so much that I'm seeing that I'm just not in for, and this song really threw me over the edge. Really, I'm oh, like you. Terrible. What the it's fuck like, are you doing to me? It's atrocious. <laughs> it's so. And bad. yeah, you're right. They completely ruined the Ghostbusters song. They did. It's actually offensive. It's offensive. I understand now. why like, you look like you want to stab someone in the eye. <laughs> that's, that's fuck so yourself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, like I mean, it's it's the matter. whatever. The, the, well, they they better play the original song during the end credits. So I hope so. I hope I think so. If, if they don't, people are gonna flip. I'm gonna start the movement right now. Hashtag fuck <laughs> Ghostbusters 2016. <laughs> <laughs> well, moving on. Uh, we have some news from the He-Man Masters of the Universe realm. Um, we talked before on the show about how Mike O'Hearn was in the running to be He-Man. He was the power lifter guy that mm-hmm. we showed you who you mm-hmm. said, looks oh, amazing there, the Purinator. Yeah. Here we go. <laughs> uh, right now, Kellen Lutz is also in the running for He-Man. Kellen Lutz is from The Legend of Hercules, and he confirms that he has met with the director of Masters of the Universe to be in the live action movie itself. Thoughts, Will? I'm a little disappointed. Um, I'm a big He-Man fan. Me too, dude. And he so, was my first hero. Yeah, and so I, 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 I was secretly hoping that they would somehow pull off the Rock. I think the Rock is <laughs> the Rock is He-Man would be amazing. <laughs> I don't think that he's going to get another role like that after that Hercules movie, though. Yeah, you but, know what I mean. That wasn't that great. It really it, wasn't. He could pull it off so differently. I don't know. I'm what I'm most excited about this He-Man movie is that one of my favorite writers and comic writers, TV writers. Yeah. You know, Christopher Yost is working on the script, the, the rumor is. So I'm excited about that. Um, I think 
I, I think they're going for someone who can pull off a the He Man look and pull off Prince Adam, uh-huh. which I'm hoping that's what we're going to do. And it's not going to be like the Dolph Lindgren movie where he was He Man the whole time. I do hope they do the Prince Adam He Man. You want some Prince Adam involved yeah. with it? See, not like the original man. I liked that he was He Man the whole time. You know, I just think they made the big mistake and kept it out of Eternia. They made yeah. it happen here on Earth, which there was some cool stuff that happened. You know, uh, I can't remember the dude's name, but he's the he's the uh, the principal in Back to the Future. Yeah, he, he's the cop in that movie. You know yep. what I mean? That dude's awesome. Mm-hmm. He's really awesome. Uh, he was he was a great in this. Um, do you think there's going to be any like? Any cameos from the original cast in it? Do you think Dolph will actually make an or shit? Courtney Cox will make an appearance in this movie. I don't know. That'd be kind of cool. Uh, it wouldn't be wouldn't be too, too fault far fetched with what some of these movies are doing. Trying to you know some of these movies that are feeding on nostalgia. Yeah, it wouldn't be too far fetched for them to do it. I don't. Know. I just I hope that they take the source material into effect and they play off of the original cartoon. And then they even play off some of the, the comics. You know? Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, DC Do you want to even a, go far back and see, like, King Randor and, yeah, and the whole? Yeah, yeah. I mean, and if they do an origin story of, of Skeletor, who's oh, who, and, yes. and, and some of the and some of the stuff, Skeletor is He-Man's uncle. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, and they, they just did a whole thing. Um, I've read some of the DC comics, the, the, the He-Man DC comics they did not too long ago. And in the comics, he's uh, he's his uncle. Yeah, he's King Raindor's brother. I don't. I'm wondering how I'm missing that because I'm I'm thinking back and I'm remem- I'm remembering Skeletor like he was like working on the on the council or something, you know, with uh, King Randor. Like he was one of the, the yeah, high council. Yeah, this is but this is something in the DC then betrayed comics him or something. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's been a couple of different variations of He Man. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, I watched the 2000 He Man show. I thought that was pretty decent. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm I, I just that's what I want to see because there's a it's an interesting world where they blend technology and magic. Which they I need love to that. bring Battle Cat into this, yes, because they didn't sure. do that in the first one either. No. And that or Orco, we had Gwildor instead of Orco. Yeah, you know they, we need Orco, we need Battle Cat. What was Skeletor's cat's name? Uh, remember he was like yeah. that Black Panther with like yeah, the purple I saddle. I had the toy, but yeah, I can't I remember. remember the name. Well, and I just like and, and I liked um oh, what's. What's the evil evil win? I'm a big, oh evil win, yeah, yeah. You know, like, like I want that, but it's just interesting too. But um, I wonder if they're going to do maybe even an origin sort of He Man because He Man's mom is from Earth. That's <laughs> that was always one of the things too. So King Randor went and got himself some Earth pussy. It, it, it was kind of a, a plan, it was kind of, no yeah it was kind of like a Planet of the Ape thing where she was an astronaut that got like sucked into a wormhole type thing and she ended up on Eternia. Well, what's with all these aliens coming here and knocking up our chicks, man? Well, you know, no, she, but she Star Lord's dad. He couldn't find a chick in his own uh, in the whole outer space. He had to come to Earth. Well, King but, Randor, but she went to him though. Oh, yeah, she, she got trapped. So in she was again. the bitch that was too good for Earth guys. Yeah, yeah, she to, was. Ah, she, she was an astronaut. She was, oh. And so she was on a mission and got like you know one of those weird like wormhole things <laughs> crash landed into Eternia. Okay, and so I think now that was I think that was just me. their way though, like to keep um, He Man like, oh, it's actually set in, the, in our world in a way. Uh, so what happened with this whole uh, Hulu and um, uh, where where to where go here? I'm I'm losing my spot. Uh, the CW oh, yeah. and Hulu. CW and, and uh, Hulu. They they they're ending their deal. Huh? Yeah. So what happens is, um, Hulu is no. I'm sorry. The CW is owned. By CBS. Yeah. So the CW 
as 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 their own little channel negotiated a deal with Hulu for their streaming rights. Mm-hmm. Um, Hulu and them were to renegotiate the deals. Hulu requested that they have be able to have full seasons at a time, not just the current five episodes. Yeah, and the and they and they said we can't do that. Our parent company CBS had negotiated a deal with Netflix for. All their stuff. So Netflix is going to get it. So so they they could not breach a contract with Hulu that would they they couldn't do they couldn't do the a contract that Hulu wanted because it would breach the CBS's contract with Netflix. So all CW shows are going to be pulled off of Hulu, but you will still be able to watch the shows on the CBS on the CW app because mm. CW does have their own. So you go CW.com or you download the CW app. Yeah, you, it would still be the same episodes that you saw on because Hulu just pulled the the shows from the from the CW website, mm-hmm. you know. But it's but it's just more of a when you're watching on Hulu, it's all these different networks at once, so it's a lot easier for you to watch multiple shows at once in one yeah. sitting. To where now you're gonna have to like go to the CW app, watch your you watch your Arrow whatever, yeah. and then if you want to go watch an NBA, you know, NBC no. show or something, yeah, go, yeah, either go to their website or something. It's just it makes it so it's not as easy, easily convenient to watch. That's what I'm going to say. Like, why, why don't they just – okay, listen. If they don't – I understand like, oh, if Netflix has all the stuff, then why would people watch Hulu? Or if Hulu has all the stuff, why would people watch Netflix? You know, just share though. God yeah. damn it. Like, it's all these suit and tie network douchebags that just destroy the goodness for us fans. <laughs> yeah, but in a way too, this is kind of a step back from what people were hoping in terms of – Cable finally cutting, you know, finally just going cable free. Yeah, so that kind of sucks. I know Hulu is trying to start doing live streaming of stuff, but well, we'll see. But the rumor is though that now the CW shows will get released to Netflix faster. All right, I'll be in for so, that. I'll be in. And yeah, instead of waiting a whole year because it's like it's it's almost like they wait, you know, the whole year till. Um, uh, what is they it? Usually like when it week, comes out, yeah. till the, the, you can buy the DVD box yeah, set yeah, or something. And then choose, right around the time the box set's released, it's when it's on. Do you Netflix. think that if they release it though, that it might affect the DVD box set sales? Because yes, are here, sir. Oh, hello. <laughs> Hi. Hi. Oh, I like this part. How you doing? We have one more person coming. Okay. All right. So you do know we're like dog rescue. I mean, it was interesting to get like a message. <laughs> Sorry. Um, you want to take a break real quick? Uh, sure. Yeah, let's yeah. take a break real we'll quick. Break. Sorry, we'll be right back with more on the Ninja Starship. Previously on the Ninja Starship. Nor- I would flip. I think Norm would faint. Norm, would you faint? I, I would honestly lose it. Yeah. I'd be done. Like, like, oh consciousness? Would you lose it in, in consciousness or would you Both. lose it in your pants? Both. Both? At the same time. I'm holding you. He'd be so happy he shits his pants. What do you, what do, you, what do, you do? He faint comes. How do you do that? How do you faint come? Oh, my God. All right, we're back. Sorry about that. Had a little bit of confusion, ladies and gentlemen. Will, John Boyega teases talks with attack of the block director. Uh, World explodes with excitement is this news headline that we're getting. Tell me about this uh, attack of the block that apparently is so awesome, but I've never seen, and I feel like I'm like the kid left out. Yeah, so (laughs) attack the block is a British independent sci-fi movie that came out, I don't know, maybe... (laughs) 
four or five years ago. Okay. Um, so he plays um, – this is like his first big movie. Like this is kind of the movie that helped him get Star Wars, people say. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, he just plays a streetwise tough kid who uh, – he's kind of like the leader of his little ne- you know neighborhood um, kind of gang of kids. And they just – they basically stumble upon an alien invasion. And they basically stop it themselves. Just just by being badasses? Yep, pretty much. Oh, I love that they, already. They, they were just it, – it's one of those things where something happens. Um, some of I've seen it. Something kind of happens, mm-hmm. and they kind of realize that these aliens are slowly attacking the city. Yeah. And they just kind of take it upon themselves to fight back. Right on. Uh, dude, it's it's something like knowing you, Jimmy, you will love this movie. I, I already think so because it's going to lead us into Independence Day review, which we're about to do. But yeah. before we get there, I, we, we got we to talk about – our Mark Wahlberg news. Yes. <laughs> because our Mark Wahlberg news. Nope. I was waiting for you to oh. purr. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I just, I don't, I don't think I you figured that you Every time anymore. I mention like a sexy dude, you're like. Yeah, but Mark Wahlberg, I mean, he's so worthy, but not. There you go. You know? there you, all right. Well, he, uh, they're opening up a Wahlbergers in Greektown. So oh, all yeah. you Detroit fans, uh, Mark Mark Wahlberg's Wahlburgers is coming, and they're going to actually film here. And he said he's going to be at the restaurant every single day for filming. Awesome. Yeah, he said he'll be here at least for like a week. Yeah. And he invited people to come out and check out the restaurant and meet them. Yeah, that's going to be uh, it's gonna be cool. Yes. I, I kind of want to meet Mark Wahlberg. I'm just saying. You know what? I have loved him since, like, Fear. Yeah. Maybe before then. Ni- what was he it? He was like the hottest he, he psychopath like wrote, on like, the planet. What's her name? Nicole? It was like yeah, Nicole Forever. So. Yeah. Like, carved it like, in his chest. Shit crazy. Yeah. Wait, was that the one where he's like. her dog. And he was like, like fingering her that? on the roller coaster? Yeah. Yeah, that's the same yeah. movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was a fan when he was going. When he was Marky Mark. When he was Marky Mark. What was the, what was the movie he played? Basketball Diaries. Yeah, yeah. Is he in Basketball Diaries? Yeah, my memory is really. That was bad. a really good movie. It was awesome. Super, super good movie. Um, all right, cool. Let's get into our movie review. Uh, I don't have any bumper for that. So, Independence Day, ID Two. Will, did you go see it? Yes. You work in a movie theater. You had to have seen it. Yes. What about you, Jess? Did you see it? No, not yet. Do you care if we Some give any no, uh, not at all. any spoilers? I feel like I got the gist of it. Okay, because we're gonna we're gonna give some spoilers. Spoiler warning, getting spoilers. All right, fuck you guys. It's spoiler time. So, (laughs) ID two. You know this movie really to me. I'm just to summarize it real fast. um, There was not a real plot, uh, but in a movie, and I talked about this with Jason Clark a little bit, host of An Elegant Weapon, that. You know, you don't really need a plot when it comes to alien movies. Like, if you're fighting aliens, that's what you're doing. That's the plot I'll of the movie. It. Yeah. Um, this was a lot of nostalgia, though. Like, Robert Loja showed back up in this, which was nice. Yeah. Um, Brent Spiner was back in this. Uh, the greatest on-screen president of all time is President Whitmore. He was from the first the first uh, Independence Day. Yeah. And he, it's the guy, I can't, I'm looking up his name right now. Uh, it's Bill Pullman. Bill Pullman. I, mean, Pullman. I was going to be like, Pullman. I'm like, he's in Casper. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, this guy, seriously, just he he gets the trophy for playing best on screen president of all time. Like, 
you are like when this guy speaks, mm-hmm. you're an American. You know, it just it does that to you. You know, especially in the first one. You remember the first one? He's like, oh, the first one. We will amazing. not go down without a fight. Today we celebrate our Independence Day, and you're like, America. That's, yeah, I mean, that's, that's speech is a speech that every movie has tried to reference or top, and they can't. Out. Yeah, you cannot top it. That is the best, and he is. I'm still, dude. I'm telling you, he's the best president to ever. Play president on TV. The best guy to ever play president on TV. I'm, I'm telling you, every time the guy speaks, I'm like, duh, 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 and I'm saluting <laughs> the theater. You know, I'm in. I'm in for this guy. I'll have to go check it out. It's really good. I mean, it can't be bad. It's people fighting aliens, which yeah. is always awesome. Dude, so. even, even Cowboys vs. Aliens was awesome. I don't think I saw that. Oh, that was bad. with uh, Daniel no. Craig yeah. and Harrison Ford. No, nope. and, and Olivia Wilder is in there. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right, yeah. that's right. Yeah, but it, that's that's really good huh. too. I mean, I'm into alien movies though. Like any kind of yeah, I'm any kind of alien battle movie out there. I hadn't seen. My, oh yeah, my thoughts on Independence Day two is a little different than yours. Um, I <laughs> I think it's the greatest satire of all time. <laughs> I like. I mean, it, it was to, to me. It, it was an awful movie, but an awful movie <laughs> oh, really? in such a good way that you love it. Like, well, yeah, like it, but it was just they had some of like again. I agree that the plot was all over the place. Yeah, but this movie though didn't make me want to rewatch the movie, but it wanted me to watch a Netflix series about the African city. I want to see those guys fight those aliens for ten years. Oh, like yeah, that that, that character is my favorite character in the whole movie. I was like, the I want to see machetes. Yes, yeah. I wanted that movie to end with him running up the queen's back, stabbing her in the back, and going, you killed them from behind. Like, that's how that movie should have ended. Yes. And then also, I will admit, though, that I got super excited when they ended the movie implying that they will start an international army and start fighting these guys. Mm-hmm. I was like, I want to see that TV show. Yes. It could, it so could like, spawn like, into like, like, a, uh, like, how Stargate did it. They spawned into a TV show. Well, I mean, or, like it's probably going to be a third movie. You know, this movie's doing really bad at the box office. What? Yeah, yeah maybe here, but I, I, China, I bet it's huge. Well, which is why they, they, they did a China pilot, though, because China's such a big... Uh, I don't know if it's been released in China yet, but... Hold on, I'm looking it up right now. Um... But there was like there was so many things in this movie. I just felt like they spent the first like twenty minutes in the movie trying to quickly catch you up on these characters and build the the few new characters and talk about like how awesome Earth is now. Yeah. Only to then when the aliens come to invade, the aliens destroy the Earth defense system in like ten seconds. You know, it's just like the, the I felt like the this movie lacked the dramatic survival of human race that you had in the first movie. Like the struggle for, for them to get out of these cities that are being destroyed and the struggle for all the main characters to end up at Area 51, I felt like wasn't as well done as it was in I'll agree with the first you. movie. I'll agree with you. I think it was more or less replaced by more campiness yeah, this and, time and around. They, and they kill a bunch of people off for no reason quickly. Yeah, yeah. Like they killed off the, the guy's mom for no reason. Oh, Vivica A. Fox. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, she had she had a whole five seconds of screen time in this movie. Yeah, they killed her off quickly for no real reason. Like she just fell epically. Just no, you know what? It was it was for him to be more of a uh to be more of a motivational force behind him yeah. shooting more aliens. So you're that much we're like, and they killed his mom, motherfucker. Like we're gonna- Yeah, I mean I, I do like how they had the aliens and humans fight more, as in like, you know, gunfight more. 
but yeah, but, they actually but, but, they but, actually carried and, and came toe to toe. But the 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 the, the human pilots versus the alien pilots wasn't mm-hmm. as good as fights. You know what I mean? Like you didn't have that much. I don't know. I just there were some amazing lines. I thought there was some fun, but there was. I laughed at a lot of stuff. But I laughed at it ironically because I was like, I know they didn't mean for this to be funny, but I thought it's hysterical. Uh huh. <laughs> yeah, I did too, dude. I, I, there was a lot that I laughed at. Um, I didn't mind. Uh, uh, what's what's Thor's little brother's name? Ian Helmsworth. Yeah, his yeah. character because his character was supposed to be the Will Smith character. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. This he, time around, he, he's the because his son really wasn't. Will Smith's character in his this. son was the was the Boy Scout. Yeah, he was the Boy Scout. He wasn't the you know the badass and with yeah, the, with the yeah. quippy one liners. You know, except at the end when they were apologizing, and he's like, yeah. "I'm apologizing for almost killing you." Well, I'm not but, sorry for punching you in the, the face. face. Yeah, <laughs> but I, I do love the whole lot with his friend and the, the the pilot from China, where he's just like, "We should do that." He's, he's, like, <laughs> he's like, "I just saw her, and it was like our souls melted together." Yeah. <laughs> And he's just like, like he's like, like it's silly. Like he sees her, he's just like, like you, like you're beautiful. Oh yeah, he's so he just starstruck. Like he is so like just like bluntly like saying like yeah. Like I when when uh, <laughs> when Ian Helmsworth and his chick are like sitting there making out at the end like all yeah. awesome scene. He looks at her, he's like, maybe we should do that or something. I don't know. And she's you know, like, and then, and then like she just straight faces first? and she's like. Dinner first. Dinner he's first. Like, what? Yeah, like, oh, I'm in. <laughs> so, so one thing I think they should have done was that those two scientist guys. Yeah, they had like this ultimate bromance. Oh, Brent Spiner and uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It so, was almost so, a little too. Uh, but that's what I'm saying though. They sure went full for it because that movie came out. <laughs> Come on, that they're gay. Yeah, because that, that movie came out at a time that that they would they in, the, in their age they would have had to hide it more. Yeah, right. I mean now now and, they can now yeah. it, it, it's much more. Acceptable. I mean, there's nothing wrong with it. People don't. So, so they could have just ended it with those two guys making out. Like <laughs> they should have. Those two guys should have just kissed really quick. You know, because I mean? they they were like like two inches from their face, and he was just like. That was supposed to be a sweater. Yeah. Oh, right, right. <laughs> like, like, why you did the guy a sweater if you're not like? And he like took such good care of him. Like, what? Like, Brent Spiner was out for like 20, 20 years. Yeah. And this dude is just by his bedside, taking Every care day. of him, cleaning him up, doing like just tender love and care for Brent Spiner, scientist guy. They should just give him. Just go. Just, just go, kiss. gay guys. Yeah. Just come yeah out. Like, literally, none of my girlfriends like me that much, so <laughs> we don't bang. So that's probably you know what the I mean. Like that was yeah. that's the only explanation and why you would take that yeah. good care of somebody is because you are in love with them. Well, yeah, and, and, the one guy, and the one guy, so. <laughs> the one guy dies and he, they're having this like heartfelt goodbye moment. And I'm like, they need to either just be like, pronounce their undying love for each other or they need to start making out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, you guys they should got, bang. Uh, you guys should bang. <laughs> Scientific like. <laughs> what do you think of the, uh, the kid storyline? I thought that was kind of pointless. Oh, the, how uh, uh, Jeff Goldblum's dad? Yeah, the kids. I, I think it it gave. I mean, there was it was a, necessary to give him more of a purpose in that movie. Yeah, well, you know? I thought they were gonna kill him off, and they killed off because you know, they kind of made it hit like they were gonna kill him off. Oh, in the boat when the when the oh yeah yeah, yeah. I thought he was going like I almost got sad at that point because I didn't want to see that guy yeah. go, dude. I like that guy, but I mean, it was just like because they picked the kids up and they could have. Uh, the kids had no like they kids didn't really do much. I mean, there were some funny lines with the kids, mm-hmm. but they didn't really add to the plot at all. Mm-hmm. They got forty one point six million opening weekend 
for Independence Day here. It's not, it's not too bad. It's, well, this is something else that made me mad, too, is why didn't they open it next weekend? Yeah, why wouldn't you open it, like, 4th of July weekend? Yeah, yeah. that's what makes me mad. Well, like, you know what? Maybe because a lot of people are, are going to and they're not going to be, yeah. Go, and that weekend, affects, like, the first weekend. The, the original 4th of July weekend, the original 4th of July movie made 4th of July weekend, like, a Big weekend for movie releases. Did it, it came out on Fourth yeah. of July. Yeah, that's right. For a while there, Will Smith was the like Fourth of July weekend was Will Smith's weekend. He had like all his big movies open Fourth of July weekend. He just, really? just would destroy the box office. Well, I mean, the economy's coming back. A lot of people buy boats now. You know, they're they're out on the lakes and stuff. Like, yeah, right. I wish. <laughs> yeah, I just I just wish they opened it next week. I would like. I think I would add, add more to my feelings for the movie. Well, make more sense, you know, being closer to Independence Day and all. So there's that. I, uh, I, I, I did go see The Shallows. Was that good? Because Blake Lively, oh, that's my girl. No, like she I is, love her. She's gorgeous. Oh my god! Yeah. And in this movie, she, well, she had like, a baby not long before this movie. What? Well, okay, maybe. Yeah, I don't know how long ago. Yeah, she it was. looks great. It wasn't forever ago. She though. looks great. Yeah. They 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 do some uh, very flattering ass shots of her. Put it that way. Yeah, and yeah, she's a good actress. Too. She was, you know, she she carried the movie. You know, basically, it was just her and sharks and a shark one. <laughs> oh, it was just one one mean shark, and yeah. it, like I don't know, man. Like it it, it seems like they were kind of playing. You know, the a little bit of the PC card and not just so like, you know, maybe because like SeaWorld's gotten such a back uh, backlash lately about, you know, being SeaWorld and being shitty. Right. So anything marine animal is, is oh, better be careful. Like she, spoilers, uh, she like swims up on this dead whale that apparently is okay. what this, you know, great white's eating on. Oh. And that's what pisses him off to where like she's beached up on a rock and this thing's just patrolling, waiting for her to get into the water because she swam up on his whale that he could keep eating that? while she's on the rock and not being that's stupid. Yeah, that's stupid. <laughs> well, put it this way: Jaws is better. Um, uh, well, yeah, way obviously, better because it's Jaws. <laughs> it's way, way better. Uh, but. It's not, you know, it's not a, um, it's not a bad movie. Like the whole time I watched it, I wasn't like, you know, this sucks or, or right. anything. Like the end kind of deal. Like how I don't want to spoil it too much for you, but like how it, how she escapes. Is it doesn't really like, matter. I mean, it sounds eh. dumb, so I'm probably gonna just take it off a of prime wire. Yeah, being honest, like well, like her her ending move is there's uh there's this chain that's attached to the buoy that that you see her hanging on to right. throughout the throughout the thing and. Uh, the shark comes up and hits the the buoy and breaks the chain, and she like grabs the chain and goes down under because this chain's just pulling her down. You know, right. it weighs well, so much. Well, you see that in the trailer. Yeah, so. and like the shark is just hauling ass after her, and she's just holding on. And I'm like, first off, that thing would swims 25 miles an hour. It's yeah, you gonna, would still you're, be you're done. done. You'd be done. Um, and like she like. So she's going this fast and can suddenly just pull herself out of the way for this giant 7,000-pound animal to get skewered mm. by some shit on the bottom of the ocean, basically. And, yeah, kind of kind of like a wah-wah, big finish. like horrible writing. The only reason why it's going to make money is because it's Blake Lively in a bikini. Yeah, kind of. So. It's like Blake Lively shark movie. Right. You know? And she shows, like, her angry face in the trailer, and you're like, oh, God, I just want to go see that because it's you, and you're a good yeah. actress. Yeah. No, her, so. her job was her, – she, she did a, a decent job. Well, really. she, it sounds like she had her work cut out for her the way the story was written, yeah. you know? It's been getting a lot of good reviews from, 
from critics. Yeah, it's it's really people it's not it's a like, bad movie. People were saying it's a really good shark movie. For a shark movie, yeah. I mean, well, mm-hmm. I mean, compared to like what other shark movies are out there right now, Sharknado, uh, the, the yeah. fourth, the the, well, the deep, fourth awakens. Well, what is it? Like, what is it? Deep blue sea. Is that, is that the shark one? With That's the, uh, what's the one with LJ Cool J and Samuel Jackson, and they're underwater. Deep rising. Is that what's the one where he gets eaten by that giant scientific yeah, shark? The, the, the science is sharks. that deep rising? I thought it was like deep blue sea. It might be deep blue sea. Um, I don't know, what the then, fuck's deep rising? And then rising? there was that like shark attack, like shark 3D movie that came out like four or five years ago about the sharks that were in the freshwater. Oh, dude, my bad. Deep rising is about those like uh, giant like uh, organisms. Yeah, that, yeah, that come up yeah. and, and like attack the cruise ship and shit. Um, but yeah, dude. I, I wanted to go see it though because Shark Week starts today. It started at noon today. Shark Week, June twenty sixth. Uh, I love Shark Week. Everyone loves Shark. Everyone week. loves yeah. Shark Week. But it's so good. Did you watch any today? No, I don't have cable. Oh, we discussed this. Fuck. <laughs> I keep forgetting. I'm, I'm amazed though that what I'm most amazed about is that they've been able to keep Shark Week so pure mm-hmm. that they haven't like. That there isn't that like a like a, a you know cable channel that's just like Shark Channel or something. I would I've been voting for that for a long time. But see, I think that might take away. I think one of the reasons people love Shark Week so much is that it's a it's a whole week where they show the shark programming. Yeah, but it's just once a week. I mean, they, they of course like they still do shark stuff every once in a while. Other things, yeah. But like, well, I, you mean it's once a year? It, yeah, it's for a week. Yeah, you but know even I mean? still, though, man, like think about it. Think about it. Okay, not don't don't even put just Shark Channel. Okay, do an Ocean Channel. Like you've got history, you've got Discovery, you've got Discovery Two H Two. Like you're going every way around, just going like Discovery Ocean yeah. or something. You know, get like, c- dude. You know how many people I know just love to just sit around, smoke a doob, and just watch ocean programming? Honestly, no, no, I'm one of them. It should be called Shark and Penguins. Shark and Penguins <laughs> <Yes>. channel. I <laughs> love penguins. They're the greatest yeah, exactly. thing ever. They're adorable. Just, they waddle around just, and it looks like they have little tuxedos exactly. on. But they smell they're like so shit. Damn cute. They smell terrible. They're, but they're horrible. Freaking smelling. adorable. Oh, I love penguins. Like you're the cutest, stinkiest little thing in the world. <laughs> I went to uh, I went to the Detroit Zoo like two weeks ago. Yeah. And I just marked out the whole time with the penguins. Like, I took so many pictures of me standing in front of the penguin cage, just being like penguins because <laughs> <laughs> they're awesome. Yeah. I want to go to the zoo. I haven't been to the zoo yet this year. Me, oh, dude, the, the Detroit Zoo, the, the, the new. new Penguin Center of the Detroit Zoo is awesome. I heard it's awesome. A buddy of mine yeah. helped design it, actually. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, he did an amazing job. Did he? Awesome. Oh, you, you when when, when you first walk in, there's just this giant glass in front of you, so you're basically, it looks like you're just two feet from the penguins. Wow. Ooh. So, like, there's that, and then you, like, go downstairs and you're like in a tunnel, and the penguins are just swimming around you. And then you go to another spot to watch penguins swimming by. And then you have another spot where you can see penguins from the other side. Oh, it's awesome. I want to go. <laughs> One of my favorite cartoon movies is Happy Feet because they have a little Mexican <laughs> mine's, penguins that um, run around. And he's like, hey, I say. It's <laughs> like, called? it's awesome. I can't think what's called them. Mine's that penguin movie with Shia LaBeouf, the surfing contest movie. Uh, I can't think what's called. It's I mean, something it's surf. That? I got nothing. Just do it. (laughs) Is he screaming at the penguins? (laughs) I love it though because it's like it's like his best friend is like is played by the guy that's Napoleon Dynamite playing a chicken. Oh Oh, nice! And he's eating chicken the whole time in the movie. (laughs) You're like this is kind of awkward. 
Uh, I uh, I don't think we got a chance to talk about it on this Surf's show. Up, that's what it's called. Was it Surf's Up? Surf's Up. Mm-hmm. Um, because I was gone and I didn't bring it up solo. Uh, did you guys hear about the the little girl at Disney World that got eaten by the? Yeah, it's oh sad. the alligator thing. Yeah, the yeah. alligator. He's thing. like, oh whatever. Well, I, I mean, you know, terrible shit happens every day, and it's like, oh gorilla, oh alligator. I mean, yeah, that's the but, thing though. I feel like. I feel like people were flipping out way more over this. Well, I mean, it's Florida. There's than, than the alligator incident. Yeah, yeah, the alligator incident. I'm sorry, is way worse than, than the the gorilla incident. I'm just saying, you know, this this oh. this little girl got chomped by a dinosaur and drowned. Okay, and the dad tried to save her, and it's like, and the dad tried to say like that is way more God. of a traumatic experience than some shitty parent letting their kid climb into a gorilla enclosure, and the gorilla just picking the kid up and being like, "Hey, what, what the fuck's going on?" Boom! Oh, now I'm shot and dead. Now, right. you know what I'm saying? Like this goddamn dinosaur. I think I'm desensitized. Sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> I watch too much Game of Thrones. I do. I'm desensitized. Everything's acceptable now. Um, but you know. I, I haven't read too much about it. All I just keep hearing is hearing about oh this this poor little girl that got eaten by this giant alligator. Is there signs in that area? Like this is Walt Disney and shit. Like I would. Do you think that they would have there. people that are like you know we are the fucking alligator warriors of Disneyland? Like we walk around and make sure that there's not well, giant well, it's, dinosaurs it's, in the tourist area. It, where it's Florida, though. it's Florida. They're, they're everywhere. everywhere. Like everybody yeah. knows well, there's that. There's always signs everywhere to say like yeah. gators in this area. Be careful. Um, but gotta be careful. I have with a, gators, man. I have they're friend, fucking serious. I have a friend yeah. that posts it on Facebook. It's like this is the origin story of like the greatest vigilante superhero ever. <laughs> It's oh God! Be, he's just gonna like I, you mean like you just see this guy becoming like alligator death man or something. He just spends <laughs> his rest of his life hunting down gators and killing them. <laughs> the Gator Man, yeah, <laughs> anti-gator, <laughs> yeah, anti-gator. He comes out. He's got like sweet gator boots that he works in, and like. <laughs> Badass gator utility belt, like a gator vest. Yeah, Yeah, gator vest. He's all like like, a gator head for a hat, and he's got got super like tan, hairy chest, man. Like he looks like he looks like Crocodile Dundee, but the gator version. (laughs) 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 Alligator Dundee. That was a deep reach, and I failed. That was like when you reach behind the couch for something, and you can't, and you miss, and you fall behind the couch. That was what that joke was. You know, I saw something <laughs> terrible the other day, speaking of alligators eating little kids and stuff, which is terrible, by the way, but this is even, well, it's not worse, but it's awful. Uh, some dude, like, posted a meme of, like, this little kid, like, you know the foot blankets or the leg blankets you have that you can, like, stick your legs in, and yeah. it's almost like a sleeping bag for, like, your legs, but not because it's knitted? While one's like an alligator, and it's like, oh, I yeah, saw that. So I did see that. Like, that's like in such poor taste. You guys are totally going to hell for that one. Whoever but it's funny. It. Yeah, because I, I mean, I laughed. Yeah, but then I felt bad about it, and I was like, God, like I'm an asshole. Did they ever catch that? <laughs> Do you guys know if they ever caught that gator, though? I don't know. I hope they shot it. Uh, I didn't hear anything about it. I didn't hear anything. You know what I mean? No, like, it was, but how do you know though? If there's so many gators, you know, how do you know that they got the right gator? Because what they do is they, they kill the gator and then they open it up and do an autopsy. Yeah, but they didn't. He didn't eat the kid. Oh, he didn't. eat No, the kid? they found oh. the they found the body of the little girl like mm. down down a little ways. It's, yeah, no, it's just like it's so sad, but it's just I just it, it didn't get as much coverage as the zoo incident. 
And I don't know if it was just. Oh my god, I don't that know, was ridiculous. And I don't know if it was maybe, maybe this is me with my, you know, giant corporations can be somewhat evil, but maybe it was. Disney, Disney has, trying to get advertising. Disney has better PR firm than. Cincinnati Zoo does, and they were able to keep the media coverage <sighs> of it not as bad. Uh, it was a little boy. It wasn't a little girl. Okay. Oh, it was a little boy. I just knew it was doesn't a make it any kid. different, but it still, no, it just, it's still it awful. sucks. Still just sad. And it's, what's worse God. is the dad. Like I feel so bad for him. Oh yeah, that he tried, and then yeah. it just yeah, that's so sad, man. Like so where sad. are all the gator hunters in the world? Like why aren't they just hanging out in Florida, like running around shooting gators? Well, there's so many. Like, remember I, when like deer were overrun this? in Michigan, and they like had everybody go to Stony Creek and like. Pop a bunch of caps in them and kill them and take them home and stuff. Listen, like well, why can't they have gator? Hunting deer is a lot simpler well, than hunting a gator. Well, That's all I'm saying. It probably also, takes a special kind of person. Like ninety percent of the hunters that go like out for so deer. There's like so many hillbillies that have no fear of anything. Yeah, yeah but, seriously. But, but, but they're hard to kill. You have to hit them. You have to hit them right at the base of their neck in the medulla oh, really? oblongata. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, 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 it's a really small like area that you can get a clean shot that bolt will go through because they're thick skinned. So they, they're harder. They're harder to catch. Well, I guess they um, can see why but, that's not. But a there's hobby. also uh, like like hunting deer, or whatever. It, there's rules. You go and kill so many a year. Well, I mean, there's so. a lot of gators, so they just kind of need to go. I mean, I, I feel like it should be. I do feel yeah. like I do feel like Disneyland's probably. I mean, Disney World's probably going to be trying a lot harder to put up fences to prevent them from entering. Dude, I saw one, the Facebook video, because, I mean, everything's on Facebook. Now everything's viral. I saw a freaking alligator climb over a fence. Yep. They so, climb fences see, now. Yeah. Did you guys see that golf course one where it was like a... Like a the 15-footer that, yeah, yeah dude. Casually showing on golf course. Looked like it came right out of Jurassic Park. Yeah. Jesus like, Christ. think about how many years it's been. Like, how many millions of years those things have not changed. Like, they're the same. Yeah. Like, they are literally a perfect killing and eating machine so far to where nature has left them, hasn't collected a bill on them guys in over two million years. You know what I'm saying? They're just yeah. like, nope, you're good. You're still doing your job. No problem. <laughs> Go ahead. They're the predators. The Predators. All right, let's take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk to uh, the Detroit Pitbull Rescue on the Ninja Starship. You're a Section 8. Adios, motherfucker. The man, Jimmy McKnight, the myth, the legend from the Ninja Star Pod ship cast. Let me show you Legendary Ranger mode. Mighty Morphin Green. He would say, like, well, hold on, I got Jay McMahon on the phone. Coast to coast, hold on. Yeah, well, not that Shane McMahon. My buddy Shane McMahon from Cleveland. Shane Shane McManus. (laughs) Whoa, 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 whoa! Wait a minute, man. You guys aren't one of those freaky clans, are you? Huh? Dancing naked, wants to take off all our clothes. You're gonna feed us some weird punch? No. Damn, we almost had it. This class. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? We are back, and we are joined by Jim, Kelly, and Teresa from the Detroit Pit Crew Dog Rescue. Welcome to the studio, ladies and gentlemen. Hey, glad Thank to be you here, for Jimmy. Us. Awesome. Um, so I'm I'm really excited about this because I reached out to you guys on Facebook because I'm a pit bull daddy. Um, you guys obviously love pit bulls and so much to where you've created a whole organization to rescue and protect them. So take me back to the beginning and where did this all kind of how, how did it all you know come together? Well, we kind of got started 
started when we were asked by a Detroit police officer to come out and help. She wanted us to come out to Six Mile to, to take a look at a dog and try uh-huh. to rescue a dog that was a stray, injured, needed some help. So we went out and we looked around and we saw not one dog, but we saw many dogs running around the streets of Detroit. So I asked her, I said, what's going on here? Yeah, right. how, how did all these dogs get out here? What are they doing? Where's their owner? She goes, oh, the owners just left them behind. Mm-hmm. So uh-huh. it was really hard to imagine. I said, well, what do you mean the the owners left him behind. She said, yeah, they just moved and left him. And I said, well, somebody's got to do something about this. So we're going to start a street crew, and that's what we did. Nice. And nice. that's what we do. We go out, and we, we're like a recon team. We have traps, and we go, and we catch dogs that a lot of other people couldn't catch. And we, we trap them. We get them vetted. And, you know, um, we respond to the citizens in the city, and, and we make sure these dogs are safe. So you work with, like, local police and, and dog uh, – what are, what are they called? Not dog catchers. They call it something else. Animal yeah. control. Animal control, yeah. <laughs> but we do work with the, the local police in Detroit, yes. Okay, okay. Um, what, what has been uh, – what, what have been some of the some of the positive success stories that, that you felt at least most connected to since you've done this? Well, I would say Precious was one of our most um, notable rescues. We got a call about a dog. It was very cold. She had been um, – used as a bait dog and beaten almost to death and left for dead in a trash can. So we got a call from a citizen. They said, you know, you need to go check this out. There's a dog in a trash can. We don't know if she's dead or alive. So we we showed up, and the homeowner had actually called somebody, but um, she was afraid of the dog, so she didn't touch the dog. She left the dog sitting in the trash can for almost 48 hours. So by the time we got there, we were like, oh, this dog's probably not alive. So I touched her, and she moved, and I was like, oh, my God, she's alive. You know, get her. And so we grabbed her, and we got her to safety, and we, we counted like she had over 100 puncture wounds on her. But she lived. She's she's living a happy life in a loving home now, has other doggy friends, so she's she's doing great. Yes. And actually, being in the trash can probably saved her life. Because really? it was uh, about yeah. two winters ago, I think, yep. two winters ago, and uh, it was when we had that with the wind chill 40 below oh, yeah, weather. Yeah. And uh, that's probably her being able to burrow down into the trash saved her life. You kind of insulated her a little sure, bit. Sure, huh? absolutely. Man, that's so yeah. sad. I, I can't even think of, you know, especially being a, a an, an animal, you know, where your, your main instinct is you want to please the person that, you know, is – technically over you you know your master you want to please them and then a they beat you treat you like shit don't feed you and then you find shelter in a trash can like that's just got to be horrible for a dog we see that every day yeah we see a lot of horrible stuff one of the other most memorable things that i'd say we've we've found in detroit is that we got called to um, a house it was reported to us as possibly being a dog fighting house um, by a minor this minor had we knew this person and so we, we went to the location where he indicated they thought they were fighting dogs, and we found, a, like, a massacre. We found numerous body parts from several. We could never determine how many dogs had been killed. There was one intact body, and the rest was just pieces laying around. Oh, so, my God. And when and she it, says an intact body, it was just a skull on a spine. That's it. No huh? flesh whatsoever yeah. on this it, it was a, That was one of the harder ones. But I would say most of our cases were, were successful. Most of them, you know, we, we get to the dogs before they're deceased, and, and we, you know, bring them in, get them vetted, and, and, you know, move them on to other organizations to get them adopted out. So what, what kind of action takes place once somebody reports something like this, and they're like, there's a dog fighting house here, and, and then you, you come and, and find something as horrible as that like what steps does the police take to find these just assholes that do this kind of thing to 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 animals we do a lot of the initial investigating we um you know gather all the information we um 
like email, like if we got messages through private message and, and what we found, we videotape it, we take pictures, and then we do have an officer that works with us, and we provide all that information to that officer. Mm-hmm. And then she determines whether or not it's probably a prosecutable case. And then we, we just assist that person, that officer, and, and you know wait for her to give us instruction. We really turn it over to the police department at that point and, and the prosecutor's office and then let them determine whether or not it's a prosecutable case. Okay. And the story that Terry started out with, with the young man that had um, – mutilated the dogs that was one of the primary things this officer took that and went beyond her, yeah, her normal duties right. yeah, yeah. So. well i would imagine some of these cases must hit on a, a, a real personal level not not just for you but even for the officers that come on this like even hearing that story like i'm like what? Like, why isn't there a Batman right now that just right. goes and <laughs> takes care of these kind right. of things? You know? Yeah, it's hard to see. We, we got another case where somebody called me and they said, this dog, you need to come. I think he got hit by a car. His guts are hanging out. So I was like, oh, oh my God. No. I said, is he still mobile? They're like, yeah, he's, he's walking, you know? So I drove and uh, got to the location and this dog, it did look like his guts were hanging out. So I was like, but he's still mobile, you know? So I'm like, maybe it didn't hit him right or something. Got him to the vet, and somebody had manually neutered him. And that's what – it was his vascular Ooh. tubes hanging out. And, what? I mean, that was hard. Oh, my God. That was hard to, to look at. You know, some of the things that we do see, you know, dogs being burned. We get a lot of shot dogs. Um, just some of the things – you know, you just can't imagine what is going through somebody's mind that they would do this to an innocent animal. They can't even call out for help, really. Yeah. You know, it's hard. And after after something like that happens, like when you find a dog like this, like do you find that a lot of them are kind of like, you know, standoffish to humans now? Like, look what you no, did. No, not to, really. No, there's a few, but not really. Actually, that dog was adopted into a home with a five year old and another dog. Um, Precious was the one in the trash can. She also was adopted into a home with um, another dog and a loving family. No, I mean it's amazing. These dogs really can bounce back. It is astonishing to me. They just kind of move on. You're like, okay, that happened to me in the past. Now I'm going to live in the future. I got a nice house. I'm happy. See, it's it's it's, it's something like that that really just shows you know, the pure nature of these dogs. Yeah. You know, honestly, like they can go through something like that, be treated by us like that and still just want to please us and love us you yeah. know that that really says something about just the pit bull spirit in general yeah very forgiving wow. yeah and they move they move on that's crazy will do you have anything you want to what do you mean earlier but saying that precious was used as a bait dog um well bait dogs are dogs that uh dog fighters would use um to train their dogs to fight so a bait dog a lot of times um might have like duct tape wrapped around their snout so they can't fight back or um, maybe teeth, um, ground, teeth down. ground down. We've gotten dogs that have had their teeth, like with a Dremel tool, looks like completely ground down. So those are the type of dogs that they'll want to use to train their fighting dogs. And so we, we do believe that she was used by the positioning of their wounds. We'll look at positioning of wounds and, yeah, yeah. and things like that to determine whether or not we believe the dog was used for a bait dog. So that's that. her wounds were in certain areas where we, we do believe that she was probably used as a bait dog. Mm-hmm. Something like this, I mean, there, there must be some real money to be made in that underground circuit for something like oh, this to is. keep going on. Honestly. Some of the dogs are actually worth hundreds of thousands of, of dollars. And so really? these dog fighters look at their, their dogs, they look at this as a sport, the higher level dog fighters. Yeah. And, and to them, their dogs um, are like uh, having a, a prize winning racehorse. Mm-hmm. This is, this is a, a sport to them, and this is their prize athlete that they spend a lot of money, time, energy into training just right these are considered highly trained athletic animals it's a sport to mm-hmm. the higher level uh dog fighting rings now to the lower level like some of the kids that we come across that are just throwing some strays in a house to fight that's they're they're not um really what 
what the higher level dog fighting rings would even they they frown upon them. Yeah. You know, that's like a street fight compared to going to a live professional boxing match. It's right. apples and oranges completely different. I did see something uh, on Facebook, I want to say maybe six months ago. Um, there was a, an actual page where they were promoting, I guess it was legitimate dog fighting. And they were showing like how like these like this is, you know, this is a sport. This is what these dogs were made to do. And, you know, this, this is all legit and they're promoting everything. And I just seeing some of these pictures, like I'm not one to be like push my glasses up and report you type person. But when I saw that, that was like. What this is enough, you know? And I, I tried to report it, and then Facebook told me, "Well, we don't see anything wrong with this one, so we're not going to close the page." <laughs> oh, please send that to me. I'll make sure that they close. The page. <laughs> I'm, very, I'm very good at driving Facebook nuts with stuff. <laughs> good. Um, it is. A, it is a felony. Um, yeah. Dog fighting is 100 percent a felony. Good. So, and, and good. so the, there, to be no confusion out there, there yes, is no legitimate there, there is no legitimate. sport for it this. Is 100% like it's illegal. illegal in in the U.S. Yes, it is. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Um, Please t- tell my listeners how they can get involved with, with your organization, how they can you help can, and spread the word to, to, to get you know, more dogs homes and more dogs off the streets. Definitely. You, know, you can go to our Facebook page. We ask that you follow us on Facebook at Detroit Pit Crew Dog Rescue. Um, you can go on there and find out how to donate. We have several different f- fundraisers going for different dogs that we pick up that are injured, sick, you know, and things like that. We also have t-shirt, t-shirt fundraisers. And you can hit us up, you know, sometimes we're in need of food or blankets and, and things like that. Um, and, and what we really, really want to ask from the community of Detroit is that you report animal abuse. It's very hard sometimes to get the people in the community of Detroit to report their neighbor who's dog fighting or to report somebody they're related to for for dog fighting or you know to report that you know their neighbor across the street they're watching them beat their dog day after day or you know the dog's out on a chain so we try to earn the trust of the community because we need the help of the community yeah you know it's imperative to what we try to do to help these animals without the community we could do nothing they they give us all our reports on dogs that are strays they give us um all the information that we really use to help dogs comes from the community of detroit we can't thank detroit enough for for trusting us with that information and for you know relying on us to help them and and to help the dogs awesome. did you want to talk about meatball Oh, and a meatball is how an ongoing that was, case. Go ahead, please. Well, that was one one citizen actually, yeah. a neighbor who videotaped his other neighbor just beating the heck out of this dog. And there's a pending court case, and it's uh, was February, I think. Is yeah, it was, in, it was in February. Yes, and, and so it, so this person had contacted us. He had seen his neighbor beating um, his dog, and so he said he had contacted the police, and he had videotaped this, so he had evidence. And um, I asked him for the videotape, and he said, well, let me see what the police will do and stuff. So we, we waited over the weekend, and he didn't hear anything. The police weren't doing what he felt they should have done. And so then um, I asked him again, we, can, uh, we have that videotape. And he said yes, and he provided that to me. And we looked at it, and we did give the police again an opportunity to go and remove the dog, and they didn't do it. So then we publicized the video, and 90,000 people started calling East Point Police Department saying, you need to go get that dog, and they certainly did. They went with the battering ram, and they knocked the door down. Nice. And they did take the dog, and um, now it's a pending court case. Um, This gentleman's facing felony charges for animal abuse. Good. I hope they hit him with everything. Oh, I believe they will. Honestly, like, I'm I'm so fired up just hearing you talk about that. I'm like, that son of a bitch did what? (laughs) That's the way we felt when we saw this, because it cannot be tolerated. If you tolerate it, then, you know, we need to make examples out of people and and say this is not acceptable in today's society we're not going to accept animal abuse damn right so 
Awesome. Yeah. Um, thank you very much for coming thank to the studio you. and Thanks talking about this. Uh, anything we can do to, to get the word out more. Um, also, I'm going to post all of your uh, all of your social media information, all of your website information on our stuff, just so people can find you even easier. Um, that's facebook.com forward slash Ninja Star Pod. We're going to take a break, and when we come back from the break, Power Rangers Turbo actress Deborah Estelle Phillips is going to join us when we're back more on the Ninja Starship. When we're back more, back with more. Back with more. <laughs> I love Power Rangers. <laughs> Previously on the Ninja Starship. Oh, can we get a manly man in here to stand up real quick one time? I want yeah, a man with a flat top yeah. and an eye scar. Yes. <laughs> we want to a rock Solo. bottom with somebody with a lightsaber. Damn it. <laughs> you had Han Solo doing that role. I mean, Han Solo he was... died. Yeah. <laughs> in a world where podcasts are here one day and gone the next, the people call on one man to bring them a show that would save the planet as we know it. This is not that guy. From Podcast Detroit and the Points of Interest Podcast Network comes a show that talks about Power Rangers, the macho man Randy Savage, movies and TV shows, comic books and more. Brought to you by the host with the most, Jimmy McKnight. The Ninja Starship with Jimmy McKnight is live 5 o'clock on Sundays on Podcast Detroit. Email the show, ninjastarpod at gmail.com. Oh, yeah. I'm actually, I'm actually so happy to have you and very excited to talk about the order. Um, but I kind of want to pull a little bit back because uh, I've never got the chance to speak to you before. So I kind of want to go back to where it's all started with you and find out how you actually heard about the audition for Power Rangers and what was the audition process like for Power Rangers? Oh, wow. That's like my favorite story to tell. Um, Perfect. It really is. It was like a million years ago. Um, <laughs> okay, no, like 15 years ago. Um, and I was just, you know, auditioning here and there. And um, I got, it was on my birthday, actually. The audition for Power Rangers was on my birthday. And I was just kind of thinking, all right, let me go for it because the year before I was asked to audition for Power Rangers, but I wasn't really sure I was ready to do that. I mean, I had just gotten into the business. I barely, you know, started doing a little bit of print here and there and some commercials or whatever. So I was like, I don't know if I can like, you know, those are big shoes to fill. I was kind of intimidated. So you know, a year goes by and this audition comes up and I'm like, all right, you know what? I think I'm ready. Let's go for it. And I got the sides, which are pretty much the audition. Um, and it was a, I, it was absolutely me. Like I, 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 um, I, the role of Katie was very Deborah. Um, it was a fun, cute little skit. And I was like, Oh, okay. Now, okay. I, I got this. And, you know, went to Valencia and, you know, did the read and with this, um, with Iris, who's the casting director, just a sweet woman. And, um, I felt good about it. And she looks at me and she goes, okay, we'll, we'll be seeing you again. And I go, okay. And then I don't hear back for like oh, no. <laughs> a month. Right. I know. I was like, uh, what did they just say that? Like, what is this? So a month later I get another audition from my agent and it's the same 
exact audition. And I'm thinking, is this a callback? But it was like a month later. So, okay. So um, I do it again. And this time there were other people in the room and they were very intimidating. And I just tried to ignore that, block it out. They videotaped it. And it was the same response. Uh, you great. We'll see you again. And I'm kind of like, all right. Um, meantime, Scott Page is, was one of the, the gentlemen sitting in the back trying to intimidate me. And he goes, well, how tall are you? And I'm just like, five, eight, um, with the shoes about six foot. Cause I had like these big old clogs and he's like, okay, thank you. And I'm just like, okay. And then I don't hear back for like another month. So this goes on for like four or five months, literally like back and forth. And, um, and so I'm kind of like, you know, kind of done with the situation, but I mean, it was great to kind of still be in the running, but I just didn't know what was going on. And I did not know that I was auditioning for pow- uh, a actual power ranger. I thought I was just auditioning to be like, you know, one liner, maybe a monster kidnaps me and then they have to like rescue me. I had no idea what was going on. So still that must have been torture to sit there for two months with just nothing but okay, we'll talk to yeah. you. We'll see you again. Mental anguish. <laughs> yeah. Like what is this about? So and I didn't know like it's very it's obviously as an actor, the auditioning process is very intimidating to begin with. So when you're going back and forth and then you don't hear back, you, you just think, oh my gosh, like after two days, you're done. You're like moving on. Right. So went on and I was out of town. Um, and then I get a call from my agent saying, congratulations, you are up for the role of the Yellow Ranger. I didn't get it yet. It was, you're up for the role. And I go, what? So now a couple things. One, I'm now up for the role of a Ranger. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, what? And then it's like, but so I had to audition again. <laughs> like, so it was like, really? <laughs> like, I was confused. So I thought I got this. Okay, I auditioned for this part, what, like five times? I know it by heart, not a big deal. So I wasn't worried about it. And then when I go home and they faxed me the sides, it was a completely different uh, audition. I mean, this was dramatic. The one I was doing was like comedic and over the top. It's totally me. And now all of a sudden it's this dramatic crying, somebody dies. And I'm like going, oh my gosh. Yeah, it was like over the top. So I'm thinking, okay, let's, let me just get this done. And, you know, I did the best I could and I went and that was the first time I was so intimidated at the auditioning process because I saw all the competition at this particular one. Whereas mm-hmm. the other ones, it was just me and it was very well organized where you didn't see everybody that was coming up against you. Now it was like a whole, it was like American Idol. It was like the voice. It was like some crazy auditioning process where they're going to start like plucking you off one by one. And I'm like thinking, oh my gosh. And so I'm getting intimidated. I see people with these like futuristic costumes and, and I'm like, oh my gosh. Meantime, I'm in my army pants and my little <laughs> black top and, and I had my contacts on to try to give like this exotic feel to it. Like I just, I knew it was futuristic. I just didn't know like what to do, but everybody else was over the top and I'm thinking, oh my gosh, I blew it. So I do this audition I felt all right about it, but now I'm waiting for a while because now they went through everybody and you had to stay. And this time they called you by name to, and if they called you, you get to stay the next round and then or the rest, you got to go. So I made it through the next round and, and then it was getting less and less people. And when it got down to like, I think it was like, I want to say like maybe 40, 30 people or so. That's when they decided to switch the script on us right then and there. Like the girls had to read the guy's script and the guys had to read the girl's script. So we didn't, it was real cold, like a cold reading. And so I'm thinking, oh my gosh, everybody's going into like their own little corner to try to like remember the scene and the lines. And so I'm like, okay, well, let me just like run outside and like try to get this down and you know, I, I did the best I could and they 
you know, they called my name again and somehow I made it through and now it's only 10 people. So now you you see who's up for yellow, you see who's up for red, you can kind of see. And um, then they started to, they put like, they pulled five of us into, into the room to kind of like size us up to see how we would look together. And ironically, I think the first group that they pulled was the group they picked. I think minus the Red Ranger, it might've been one other, that might've been the only thing off, but it was like pretty much who they ended up choosing. And they asked us a little bit about ourselves, you know, what our martial arts background was. And I was kind of like, um, well, I watch wrestling. Dedicated. <laughs> yes. I tie both. Billy Blanks, you know, it's true. Right. I was like, what's up? And they're looking at me like, wait, what did she say? Like, I was like, okay, I'm done. I blew it. <laughs> you know, like it's over. And then they called everybody else in like two or three times, except for me. So I'm like, oh, great. I cried all the way home. Of course, they didn't tell us right then and there who got it. So now I have to wait another two weeks. And um, and so I finally get a call and I'm thinking, oh, my gosh, let this be because I, I really at this point, I really wanted it. You know, it's been a long process. I'm, I'm already like visualizing what it would be like to actually be a Power Ranger. And then I get the call from my agent and congratulations, you got the role. I was like, ah, and the first time I got to see the cast was at a fitting um, out in LA and I'm like, oh my gosh. And that, that, the rest is history. I mean, it was just an incredible experience. Oh man, I, I would definitely go through that again if I knew the outcome was good. <laughs> <laughs> so after going through like, I mean, such a, a- stressful process. Um, what, what kind of advice would you give a, a young actor or actress who's, you know, really looking for their, their first role in something and going through this kind of thing of, of, of just of you know, self doubt and not knowing how, you know, what, what kind of advice would you give someone like that? You know, I feel that if there is something that's meant to be, it's going to happen. And um, I auditioned for a very, very long time and I've hit roadblocks plenty of times. I've left the business several times. Um, and I would definitely say don't get discouraged, you know. Um, I personally feel like um, there's there's room for this business for everyone. It doesn't matter what you look like. It doesn't matter of any of that. You know, um, there are roles for everybody, for everyone. And um, I would just say, you know, to keep at it. Don't give up. And to just... Um, Really, um, like for me, like the actual, like, uh, make sure that you like, first of all, make sure it's something that you really desire, that you want, that you really believe in. Don't compromise for something that's, you know, well, you know, it's a role. Let me just do this. You know, I I would say you really got to put your heart into it. And if you're not feeling it, then don't do it. Um, just don't, you know, um, and, uh, and definitely just be prepared and rejection is a good thing. You know, it, it is, I know it sounds crazy, but it really does make you stronger. Like there, to me, failure is probably the best thing on the planet. I know that sounds crazy, but it, oh, it, it is really, the best but, motivation ever, you know, like, but it's true. Like it's, it hurts when you, you know, get bumped and bruised, but there, here's a crazy analogy. It's kind of like when this is this is crazy, but this was actually in a sermon I heard, and it's going to sound weird, but it's true. It's kind of like a little baby eagle, like coming out of their little 
gel, you know, and it's like, it hurts when they're not ready to like be born yet. And if somebody were to help the the bird like come out, it would probably die because it wouldn't be ready. Mm -hmm. Or even like, actually, I heard this on Lost. Okay, not the bird one, but the one I'm going to tell you about the moth. So if anybody knows the show Lost, you know, there was a really good point. Like you can't, you know open up a cocoon before it's ready. You know, you got to wait. Sometimes it hurts. You got to push and, you know, come out of your shell until you're ready to spread your wings and fly. <laughs> it sounds cheesy, but it's so true. Right. It's so true. So don't <laughs> in a nutshell. Well, you landed the role and you're, you're Katie. You're the, you're the time force yellow ranger. You have an awesome run. And then you kind of took a little bit of a hiatus from the ranger world, but now you are back. And you are involved with one of the most talked about projects in the Ranger community, The Order. How does it feel to be uh, working with all of the Rangers again? A dream come true. Um, I really, truly don't know how this happened. Um, I feel like once again, you know, things, nothing happens before it's time. And again, yeah, I did. I left the whole Ranger world and, you know, went on with life and, and got married, had a baby, you know, have a little boy that I'm raising. And, you know, um, I did not know about the convention world until last year. So it's one of those things where it's like, wow, are you kidding me? I get to relive and talk about one of the greatest times in my life. So that alone was just like a blessing in itself. It really, truly was. And then to to meet other rangers that I've never worked with before and, and, and knowing of them and just being like in awe, seeing them in person, just like any other fan would be like, wow. Like when I was, when I booked power rangers, all I kept thinking was, Oh my gosh, these are big shoes to fill. you know, we know mighty Morphin. like, wait a minute, you, I'm supposed to be one of those guys. Like that's crazy. <laughs> and then to actually meet them and they're so very welcome and so humble, every single one of them. And, um, it just welcomed me into their family. And, um, being new to the convention world, it, it, that was an honor just to be accepted and, and just like, wow, we all have something so, we have something in common. Like we all share that common uh, background and we share our stories and it's just been great. And so opportunities started coming where I got to work with some of the girls when we did our little calendar a while back. And that's when I met Karen Ashley for the first time and I was just like I love this girl like she I was just like the first the first thing I said to her when I met her was like I'm starstruck (laughs) I was like oh my gosh and she was just like what are you she was just so sweet so welcoming and I'm like thinking like wow like is this real and then Kia and Kat and I'm just like is this real like I'm working with these girls and so then a couple months later here I am getting a text message from Karen being like, can you call? And I'm like, really? Like, this is interesting. It was so random. And she, you know, I called her and she told me about her project. And when she told me that she wanted me to come to her little pitch party uh, where she had other people in mind, I was so honored. And I'm thinking to myself, like, wait a minute, like, are you kidding me? Out of all, what, 23 years or seasons of Power Rangers times six Rangers, you're picking me to be a part of this amazing idea. Like I seriously felt like, is this real? Like it, it was a real true honor. And I had to take a minute to be like, okay, wait, cause where am I in my life right now? Am I really acting right now? Like I, I had to really think about it before I accepted, you know, this, I didn't want to start something and, and not be committed to it. Right. And so I had to think long and hard about this and it just felt right. Like I got to do some self-reflection. <laughs> <laughs> yes 
Yes. So, um, but yeah, it, it, it felt very right. And um, just seeing everybody that walked through the door was just like, oh my gosh, like, wow, am I really going to be working with these guys? It's just such an honor, like really, truly kind of a dream come true. So I feel very privileged. So what can you tell me about your character? <laughs> well, let's see. What am I allowed to tell you about? Yes, yes. I know it's very, very <laughs> top secret stuff. <laughs> yeah, I know. I don't want to blow anything because, you know, our, our marketing team has been so awesome. You know, they they really have done a good job in marketing mm-hmm. um, this project and, and really causing a lot of confusion with the symbols and all that fun stuff. And I've been getting a kick out of watching everybody kind of like... You're playing with people. You're evenly <laughs> playing with people. <laughs> I know. I'm so sorry. But it's, but it's it genius so marketing at the same time. So genius. So genius. And at first I, I kind of was a little, I wasn't sure because I'm, I'm, who am I to question or who am I to give advice about marketing? Like really? But I was a little worried that we were going to really tick people off because I don't, I know our Ranger fans are very loyal and dedicated and I didn't want to, I didn't know where this was going, you know? Mm. Um, so as far as my character goes, um, I'm really excited about this role. Um, I feel like I can really personalize with some of it. Uh, just being that um, I believe my, you know, where it, we all know the character's name is Bailey, right? We do know that because they, we, marketing wise, we've been showing our character's names and a little bit of, about it, just a little bit. And um, all I can really say is, uh, Bailey is, um, she, she's kind of, um, she's got, she's a very discerning character where she can kind of see things, not, not, not to say like, okay, wait, is this girl like a Zybrian? No, not at all. Not like that. But I mean, like just, you know, she's got that, uh, feel for, you know, hmm, this doesn't feel right. You know, just a little bit. She's got the hunch kind of a thing. Yeah, and um, I don't want to give too much away because we still don't know who's order and who's chaos. Mm-hmm. And, and that's the fun part. So I can't really say, but uh, just don't underestimate the girl. That's all I got to say really about her. Um, I, I think everybody in this film, they're pretty, you know, they're, they're tough guys. You know, we're, we're, we are human weapons. And when some of those turn against the others, it can get kind of nasty. <laughs> right. So, um, yeah, it's going to be fun. The script is incredible. Um, you guys haven't seen anything yet, really. It, it truly, you haven't seen anything. I read the script twice, and I was just like, what in the world? Like, yeah, Sizzle Reel was a lot of fun to do. And uh, But you guys haven't seen anything yet. Like, that's, that's just, uh, that's a tease. <laughs> Literally, it's a teaser. It's a teaser. You haven't seen anything. So we're, we're just really excited to, to, uh, to do this. And for the fans, I mean, you know, it's been probably a while since they've seen some of us and, uh, to all be together in one project is really kind of exciting. So I know I'm excited. I'm like ready to go. Let's do this. <laughs> well, when you, I mean, when you have, I mean, just the concept of, of having this uh, elite team of, you know, basically uh, just kind of like, world protecting mercenaries and and then they they something happens from what we know just something happens and they kind of some of them turn on each other and then there's of course there's the order and the chaos it's like being a wrestling fan you can probably uh appreciate the reference of like unstoppable force meets immovable object type deal uh, (laughs) absolutely right like really exactly like who's the heel and who's the you know it's it's so much fun I know it's so much fun and I really do think that you know the fans are going to really appreciate it just from the beginning to the end I was very impressed with the 
sizzle reel, to be quite honest. I, I, you know, no, Karen doesn't play games. Like she, she basically painted the picture and I'm watching it come to life. And it's just, it always blows my mind when I read a script and I see it actually happening. I'm like, wait a minute, how on earth are they going to, oh, okay, wow, okay, they, they know what they're doing. I'm just going to do my part and let them do the rest. And it's all coming together so well. So I'm excited. I mean, I'm ready to to take this on and see where it goes. Because you never know, like this could be a a new thing, you know, where it's a little, you know, it's, it's exciting. It's exciting. It's an exciting time in the Ranger community. Let's just say. Well, especially with the power of the internet too. I mean, if this, if this is really successful, which undoubtedly it's going to be, there's so much buzz about it. And like you said, the Ranger fans are so passionate. If this really does take off, it it could spawn into a sequel. It could spawn into a web series. It could spawn into all kinds of things. Never know. And that's what's so exciting. We've had a tremendous amount of support from the fans and there's been some, you know, other folks that really are supporting this project that um, this is going to kind of, you know, I'm, I'm excited for what we are doing just because we do, we, we are, we're getting the support we need to make it happen. Mm-hmm. That's the, the most amazing thing. And we could never do it without our Ranger fans at all. Like that is what's so tremendous. And I'm still trying to get used to that because Again, I'm new to the whole Ranger world just a year now, and I'm still blown away that people even know me. <laughs> like, it's like, what is going on? So that alone, I'm trying to get used to. And now this, thinking like, oh my gosh, these people are so supportive and they want to see this. It's just, it's, it's just too much. Like, it really is a lot. It's like, where, where am I? <laughs> Crazy. Wow. Wow. Well, with this being such an action movie, is there any, spe- I mean, I'm, I'm trying to ask you questions that, so you don't have to give too much away, but is there, is there any kind of uh, special training that you, that you're going to have to do for your character? You know, I, I would, I would think so. Um, I, I personally am, am, am getting a head start right now just because I, um, I don't want to, I'm, I'm one of those folks that I don't want to, you know, make life difficult for the stunt team. Um, mm-hmm. I I want to I want to do as much as I can and, and just for the record and you probably already are aware just for the sizzle reel alone we were all doing we had no stunt men if the stunt men they were there to be actors within the sizzle reel but we actually were doing our own fights and mm-hmm. everything for the sizzle reel so for the actual production I would hope that we kind of have time to like go to a little boot camp or something just so that we aren't, I don't want to waste anybody's time. Like I want to be able to, you know, do this. I mean, we're all taking this very seriously. So, and of course I'm sure there probably will be some stunt folks to, you know, they don't want us to get hurt or anything, but we are all very dedicated and we are hands-on and I was very impressed with everybody's work so far. So I got a lot of work to do. (laughs) It's been a while. It's been like 15 years. So (laughs) bear with me, but I'm definitely, you know, getting a head start. I'm trying to like, you know, (laughs) just brush up on some techniques and, you know, watch a lot of wrestling, (laughs) total divas, you know, it's all good. It's all good. It's all good. I'm so ready. I'm so ready to like grow from this. So we'll see. I'm a huge wrestling fan myself. So since you brought it up again, I have to ask who is, who is, who is your favorite wrestler right now? Oh my gosh. Ooh. Okay. Well, it's been a while since I've actually watched the, cause I'm an old school fan. I'm, I mean, oh, back me when too. It, I'm golden era all the way. Yeah. Golden. Era. Thank you. Okay. Like back when it had the F at the end, like that was yep. my time. 
So, and back then, let's see, who was one of my favorites? Oh, I went, I was, I was a Stone Cold Steve Austin fan. Nice. And, you know, of course, The Rock, you know, who you got to love The Rock. Mm-hmm. But John Cena, he's amazing. Um, I like, what is his name? Daniel Bryan. Oh, yeah. Is, yeah. And yes, yes, yeah. Um, and but right now, I'm I I like the the chicks are amazing. They're they're hardcore. You know, nice. Bella twins are awesome. And I'm I mean I I know it's a gosh. I but I do I do I, I'm a total diva fan. I I am. I, I watch. No, it's okay. So am I. It's all good. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I, I have so much respect for these women. They are beautiful. They are gorgeous when they fight. I don't know how they do that. Mm-hmm. So I got I gotta. I'm watching for practice. You know what I mean? Like they are flawless. The Bella twins are hardcore. They're amazing. And, you know, bless their hearts. They're always traveling. They, they, they put their bodies on the line. Like yeah. they're amazing. I love, you know, sports entertainment. We're just regard. I've always loved it. And to be quite honest, it's, uh, here's a little fun fact. I, um, back when I was younger and I was watching wrestling and stuff like that, that was like the first time I realized that I loved the theatrics. Of yes. just you know getting into the business and doing all that stuff, and so to become a Power Ranger was like a dream come true because I get to <laughs> act and fight, and I was like, "What is it?" Like I felt like a WWE superstar. <laughs> it was fun, um, but you know, and it was funny because when I met Mick Foley um, at one of the conventions, I like literally was so like ridiculous. I was like, ah! like in the yeah, it was a, I had an embarrassing you know, fangirly experience. It was really atrocious. And Diamond Dallas Page, oh my goodness, I'm sure he remembers me because I was the girl that flipped out in the elevator because he was there. And I was like, oh my God. <laughs> it was so embarrassing. But he was like, he remembered the next day. They're like, oh, that was the girl. I'm like, yes, it was me. I I'm, I get like that. So I love my wrestlers. Yeah, they're amazing. They're amazing. I do. I met both those guys and they're both super <laughs> nice guys too. <laughs> I love them. And I'm just so excited too, because the convention world, it kind of merges. Yes. I mean, I've seen some of the, these guys and I'm just like, are you kidding me? This is like a dream come true for me. I just got to hold it together. <laughs> so it's like, I understand now Power Ranger fans that like, get all excited. Like, yes. I'm like, oh, I'm horrible. Yeah. But I, I had a, those guys. You know? I had a total fanboy moment at C2E2 because I, uh, I ran into uh, Mean Gene Okerlund and it was like, <gasps> Oh, Dean Dean Oakland. oh my gosh. <laughs> of course. Oh, I know. Oh, my gosh. I know. Like that is just, that's what I'm talking about. Like mm-hmm. that is that day. I have such, that was like such good times for me. That is where I get starstruck. I will. I will yeah. do that much. That I was just like, Oh my gosh, it's just too much. Yeah. I'm usually so, pretty good, you know, meet, meeting, you know, meeting uh, celebrities, but that one, that was the one <laughs> when I went up to him, I was just like, I was cool in the line. I was collected in the line. And then I got up there and I just, I lost it all. I'm like, you're one of my heroes. You've interviewed so many of my heroes. I love what you've done. Oh, la, 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 la. <laughs> there it is. I know you got to get, Oh, the Oh, absolutely. Exactly. No, I, I know. I understand. I do. I do. I'm right there with you right there. <laughs> so getting back to the order, the Indiegogo campaign ends in a little less than a month. Uh, when does the actual yes. filming begin for this? Yes. You know, we don't have an exact date, but okay. my understanding, I believe we might be getting started sometime in September. Okay. Um, that's just, I'm throwing it out there. I don't know the exact dates of that, but quarter, yeah, quarter, maybe. definitely we have some time. To... Yeah. 
just <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, are you currently working on any other projects right now, or are you focused on the order? No, this is I'm focused on the order. I, the thing about it is, is I wasn't even planning on working on any projects. That's what was so crazy. And now mm-hmm. the order kind of came in and it was like, I had to go with the flow. You know, it was kind of like one of those things where, you know, this might be the assignment for now. And um, there's this, there's a little um, possibility. Well, not a possibility. There's another little itty bitty project that I, I might be doing a cameo in. Uh, one of my one of good friends, filmmaker friends um he's he's working on one of the, uh, like a thriller movie mm-hmm. and i'm really excited he asked me to be in it and i was just like oh my gosh really like i'm thinking why are all these opportunities coming i'm not in the business anymore you guys stop but it's <laughs> i'm grateful you know and i had to really you know take it all in and just be like all right you know um is this the right thing you know it, my priorities is being a mom you know my son comes first so naturally i don't want to do anything that's going to take away from that and if you know i just have to balance things out a little bit it gets a little challenging you know when you have um, those type of priorities so but for now you know i'm just grateful for the opportunities that i'm getting and just pacing myself and whatever feels right you know i'll I'll take a look at and the order feels very right (laughs) the order is very very right so i'm just really excited i i look forward to uh you know uh for the fan reaction of it i I really do think everyone's going to be well pleased with it uh, Karen did a fabulous job with David Felding and, um, you know, there's a lot of work that they put into it. That's just mind blowing. So, um, yeah, I, I, I feel like the, the, the Ranger fans are going to love it. I think fans of like, um, a lot of those, uh, there's a lot, I think it's going to, the fan base might expand to other like, you know, type of things because they're, they're going to see us in a way they've never really seen us before. Um, and if they have, then to see us all together like that is, is going to be a little bit insane. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that much I know for sure. <laughs> well, I am very excited for this. I'm very excited to see you in this. I'm even more excited to see you back into the Ranger community, which is very awesome. Um, what's your, what's your con schedule looking like? Oh, right now, um, it is, well, for sure, Power Morphicon, which is coming up. I'm so excited. Yes, I will meet you there because I'll be there too. Okay. Yes. Really? Yes. That's awesome. You know, Power Morphicon is very special to me uh, for a lot of reasons. One in particular was it was my, it was the very first one I've ever been to in my life back in the day where I just showed up and I didn't know that what was going on. Mm -hmm. I mean, I wasn't really a guest, but you know, it was still like my first experience seeing like fans of Power Rangers. It was crazy. So to come back as a guest is an honor. So that is just exciting. And um, I'm really good friends with um, Realm and Scott Zellner. It's just, just to, you know, be a part of their, you know, uh, production, I want to call it, is just really exciting. It's, it's, it's literally, this is home for me. You know, I know a lot of us travel to the certain cons, but this is home. You know, this is, you know, right down the street, technically, you know, Mm -hmm. here in California. So that's exciting. And then um, after that, I know for sure I will be at Ranger Stop in November. So that's really exciting. And right now, I guess, you know, anything else is either a surprise to me or a surprise to the fans, because that's kind of what I know I have locked in. Mm -hmm. Um, But I'm still fairly new getting on the scene. You know, it's, it's really just about, you know, getting the opportunities. So 
you know, I'm definitely um, as available as I can be to meet the fans, you know, and I want to take every opportunity to make my rounds and meet everybody. Um, but at the same time, I got a balance, you know, being a mom, you know, it does come first. So it does, it is a little bit more challenging for me, but I'm so open to, you know, getting out there. So yeah, I mean, these, these fans are so dedicated. I never thought in a million years I'd be traveling to meet people. Like, that's just crazy. Like when I went to Texas, I was like, am I really fly? Like, I don't fly. Like, so to even <laughs> get on a plane, I'm just like, really, am I doing this right now? And it was so worth it. I mean, to see all of these amazing the fan art and just like the love and the passion and the, it's just, it's too much. I get so emotional. I'm like, oh, oh. I have to like go to my hotel room and like, <laughs> I'm like, oh, what is this? So grateful. <laughs> so grateful. Awesome. <laughs> so ridiculous. Well- Thank you so very much for joining me for the interview. I really appreciate you coming on the show. Um, but before I let you go, please plug your social media and then where everybody yeah. can find you. Oh my gosh. Okay, let me see. What is it again? No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> Facebook. I have Abdebra Estelle Phillips with one L uh, fan page. Um, and let's see. Instagram is Debra Estelle Phillips and Twitter is Debra E. Phillips. So yeah, if you're not following me, follow me. Follow me. Yeah, so you can see what's going on in my life. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you so much for talking to me. It was a pleasure. I cannot wait to meet you at Power Morphicon. And uh, when this goes up, this should be up for download on Monday, but it will actually play during our live show on Sunday. So uh, once it's available, I will send you all the links so you can hear it as well. And uh, yeah, look forward to meeting you in Power Morphicon. Sounds amazing. It was so nice to meet you. Thank you so much for the interview. Hey, I really appreciate meeting you in person. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. All right. We'll talk to you later. All right. For sure. Bye. All right, we are back live in studio, ladies and gentlemen. We are broadcasting live from Podcast Detroit Studios in beautiful Royal Oak, Michigan. You just heard an interview with I did. Or <laughs> you just heard an interview that I did from my hotel room in Las Vegas last week with Deborah Estelle Phillips. Uh, she is cast in the order, as you heard. Uh, please go to the dash order dashmovie.com it'll take you directly to the Indiegogo page for the order they've uh, raised $70,080 out of $100,000 that they're trying to make for their goal if you can please go there donate what you can so they can get the best possible product to us as possible bigger budget means bigger movie means better payoff for all of us alright Will do you have anything uh, that you want to add to this or I'm trying to think what we haven't discussed yet. We talked about Shark Week. We talked oh, about I wanted to talk kids getting the... eaten by alligators. We talked about dogs. I want to talk about some casting news. Oh, casting news. Okay. Yeah, like especially like the CW shows have been going crazy lately, announcing stuff. Yes. Uh, well, let's talk about the dates. They all come back. What uh, Supergirl is October 3rd. Flash is October 4th. Arrow is October 5th. Fucking Legends, Legends, Legends of Tomorrow, Tomorrow. <laughs> is October sixth, and what, give me give me some of the casting because we we were gonna talk Supergirl real fast and we never yeah, brought that up. That, that was that my first? fault. Well, yeah, we got a few minutes left. Let's talk about let's yeah. talk about Supergirl. I got to pull everything up real because quick. <laughs> when the last time we were all in studio it was you, me, Norman, Jess, and we were all pulling for Smallville to come back mm-hmm. and play Superman, yeah. Tom Welling, but that didn't. 
happen? It's, they decided to go, I think, a little younger and a little bit more relevant, maybe? I don't know. Yeah, because he was in fucking Teen Wolf. Teen Wolf, which which for a show on MTV that's not a reality TV show, Teen Wolf is a I understand it's show. pretty good, and it's got a real and, and, big and, following. And, and, well, and but it's pulled, a tween following. And, and they pulled, uh, what's his name, that played um, the guy who was a Red Arrow. Um, oh, uh, 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 Arsenal? Yeah, he, yeah. He, he was originally from. He left Teen Wolf to to join Arrow. Oh, so there's so, connection so, so there. there's already a Teen Wolf connection. There's connection there. So uh, I wouldn't be surprised if one of the producers used to work on Teen Wolf or something knew somebody but, and so, brought so, him over. So they cast the guy who was the the alpha on Teen yeah. Wolf as Superman. I, I guess he kind of has the look, but well, I, what I read been, it would have been so much better though if they had cast just bring Tom. Yeah, yeah. Tom Walling back. It's not too late. I mean. Something could happen, like a plane crash, and then they bring Tom Welling in. I mean, no, I don't. I don't wish no ill on anybody. I'm just saying, like, I would have rather Tom Welling. Raw. I would have rather right. <laughs> I would have much rather Tom Welling uh, come back to be Superman. I'm yeah, just I know, saying. I, the only thing I could think of is, is maybe they're trying to. I mean, this, I've said this for years. I feel like the CW has it's certainly starting to go more towards the nerd side of stuff. But for years, the CW's had this weird identity where half their shows were like supernatural and yeah. you know the start of era and stuff. And the other half of their shows was was like these high school drama shows, mm-hmm. and then they had like Vampire Diaries, which was kind of in between the both. I want so they're definitely now. I think they're definitely now starting to gear towards less towards the high school audience and more towards the college age and the adult audience, and trying to do more of the comic stuff. Um, but it's like, so why not cast Smallville, which Smallville had a huge following. Yeah, a huge cult following, even still now. Ask Norm. <laughs> Norm's like, I just went and bought the whole box set recently. It was an awesome <laughs> show. Yeah, it was. I and remember you know watching what? it. They had all supernatural stuff back then. So they yep. had like that. What was that uh, alien show? Roswell. Roswell. Yeah, Roswell. Charmed. Yeah, Charmed. Charmed. Charmed that's was awesome. awesome. It was. <laughs> I, that, I love that's that a total show. guilty was pleasure. Was Aly- Alyssa Milano was Alyssa that your Milano. kid crush? Yeah, yeah, for a while. Yeah, I had a lot well, of I kid crushes. They're bringing, they're, they're I liked they're that re- crazy bitch from the craft. Oh, oh yeah, remember what I'm yes. talking about Everyone which crazy. Bitch. I was Everyone. all about her for yeah, a while. Like, like the really, so really gothic one. Yeah. Yes, the one really? who was like the leader, the tiny yeah. one. Yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, you nutty bitch. I'm just all in it for you. I'm just. Well, right. you know, you bang crazy girls. You don't marry them, Jimmy, so keep that in mind. That's true. <laughs> there's, a, there's a rumor, though, that they're going to reboot Charmed. Mm. That's one of the shows. What? Really? That's one of the shows that are potentially getting a reboot. All right. All right. I'll Just do that. it well. Just do it well. But Arrow's been going crazy, though. They've been adding characters like every five minutes is a new casting for really? Arrow. Yeah? They just added um, Chicago PD star um, as Adrian Chase. Um He's one of the. I'm not. I'm not super. I'm not a big DC guy, so I don't really right. know who the character Agent Chase is. But I think he's a villain. Yeah, my, all my um, Green Arrow knowledge is from the show. Yeah. So. <laughs> well, I'm, what I'm most excited for is that they're bringing the character from Young Justice into the show. They're bringing Archimus, um into Arrow, supposedly, okay. and she's a. So she's a young. Um, she becomes one of the young kind of mentor like mentorees of. Oliver Queen, but her backstory is her parents are both villains. Mm. And so it, her dad and her brother are still alive, and they're villains. 
and they're trying to get her to be the villain also. Right, but, but she's she wants kind of, to be good. She's yeah, she wants to be good, and so it's this lot, and she kind of hides the fact that her parents are that her dad's like this really well known, and her brother these really known. Heroes and stuff. It, 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 she, she's on Young Justice, and she was one of my favorite characters from Young Justice. Which, I just pictured like them three on the stage at Jerry Springer. Like, <laughs> you need to be a villain and follow in the family footsteps. Yeah. And she's like, no, but I want to be good. And then the brother like hits her with the chair, and they're all Jerry, Jerry. Jerry. And there's a well, food fight. And, and it's also one of those things too that when people find out who who her father is, there's instant mistrust. Ah. you know. Well, so like, I mean, like come her on. Teammates and people, of course, instantly are like, oh, are you are you actually spying? on us so i'm interesting to see that yeah i would be too man i'm I'm also looking forward to legends of tomorrow you know with uh uh vixen yeah coming to it even though we we know it's it's a different different one and all that other i'm still i think they announced who who she's going to be but i can't remember who they said i just want to see more detroit yeah that's all i want i want to see more detroit and cw i was so happy just seeing it on arrow just the landscape you know all they did is the skyline and it was like oh that's enough i'm happy what was that (laughs) legends of tomorrow i haven't seen that yet is that where they're bringing a bunch of different yeah yeah real real timey-wimey type thing it's it's pretty sweet quick question has anybody heard about daredevil has that been renewed for another season oh yes yes okay good yes i heard rumors that they were going to cancel it and throw him on legends of tomorrow so i got worried legends that legends tomorrow is dc oh well then what am i thinking of yeah. <laughs> okay, know. never mind. They're, they're doing the, they're doing a show. It's called. <laughs> I don't so remember all those show Marvel was. shows are building to another show called The Defenders. That's what it was. Yeah, yeah but yeah. They're, not, they're not canceling any of the shows. It's going to be like they're basically doing like what they did with the Avengers movies. Yeah, but with TV shows. Oh, okay. So instead, so they're giving each of these characters their own little ten episode seasons, but then they're going to do a ten episode season of them all teaming up together. Awesome. I like it. All right. Well, that's it for this week, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you very much for listening. Send us your questions, comments, all the above by emailing the show, ninjastarpod at gmail.com. Make sure to check out the website, ninjastarpod.com. Click the awesome links button and show some love to our sponsors. Also, you can check out our brand new merch section. And remember, everything that you buy directly helps our show and our production costs. So please check it out. We very much thank you. You can also download the Podcast Detroit app to listen live in case you're just now tuning in or missed the show. It's available on Apple and Android devices. Actually, if you just tuned in, you would have already found the Podcast Detroit app. So that made no sense. Way to go on my read there, Jimmy. Uh, You can subscribe to us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, or your favorite podcast listening service. The Ninja Starship is a proud member of the Podcast Detroit Network, Points of Interest Podcast Network, the Tangent Bound Network, and the Wicked Radio Network. Thanks again, everybody. That's a show.